Isn't that a sweet presence? Praise God. I, I love to worship the Lord. Thank you all for coming out tonight. Thank you for uh, your participation in the praise and worship. Guys, we appreciate it. Well, if you're happy and you know it, shout amen. amen. Last night, you know, we got full of the joy of the Lord and had a great time. You know, there are different manifestations of the Spirit, different atmospheres and different purposes for every service. Uh, every time we come together, God has a divine purpose for our gathering. And so we just endeavor to target that and to uh, it, it flow with it. Amen. So tonight I, I want to talk to you uh, about what we would term the glory of God, the presence of God, and, and uh, see the significance of drawing near to his presence. Uh, and then we're going to take some time to do that. But in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 21, uh, Numbers 14 and 21, of course, uh, the Bible says, or God is speaking, uh, as truly as I live, he's conversing with Moses and making a declaration, as truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Thank you, I've got one right there. All the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. You know, when we speak of the glory of God, we're speaking uh, specifically of the nature of God, uh, the multiple attributes of God in manifestation. Now, the reason we term it that way is because in Exodus 33, you'll remember uh, Moses and God are having a conversation on the mountain. And Moses is beseeching God to show him his glory. Notice in Exodus 33, uh, 18, and then the first sentence of 19, we'll read these. And he, speaking of Moses, said, Lord, please show me your glory. Now, I want you to notice God's response. And God said, I will make all of my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord in your hearing. Now notice, Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. God said, I will pass all of my goodness before you. So we say that once again, the glory of God, in a sense, is the nature of God, the multiple attributes of God in manifestation. So basically God said, when my, when my presence or my glory is in manifestation and the name of Jehovah, which of course Jehovah means the God in covenant with those whom he created. So that would be the God of creation, the God of covenant, the God of redemption. So when the glory of God is in manifestation and his name, the Redeemer is declared, then we say in a sense, all that is encompassed and resident within that glory and presence is accessible at that moment. We understand all the redemptive uh, uh, blessings of the covenant are accessible through faith in Christ. But I'm speaking specifically of when the glory of God is in manifestation. So the glory of God quite naturally uh as we said, is the nature of God or the multiple attributes of God in manifestation. So when the glory is, is in manifestation, uh, we say that all that that glory carries, once again, is accessible. Uh, and, and think about that. His goodness, His mercy, 
His grace, His power, His healing, His virtue, His honor, His splendor, His brightness, all of these things are contained and resident within the glory of God. Now, the glory of God can manifest in what we would term a tangible way at times or something that can be observed. We see several times in the Old Testament and also New Testament references where the glory of God was actually seen. Uh, In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1 Uh, It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting on a throne. And this is Isaiah, of course, high and lifted up. And the train uh, of his robe filled the temple. And then in verse 4, and the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. That's interesting, isn't it? The house was filled with smoke. I'm sure it didn't smell like the smoke of fire like we're thinking, but more of a haze or a cloud uh, uh, or smoke. Ezekiel chapter 10 and verse 4, here's another example. There are a multitude of examples, but in Ezekiel 10, 4, notice, then the glory of the Lord went up from the cherub and paused over the threshold of the temple, and the house was filled with a cloud. And the court was full of the brightness of the Lord's glory. So we see the smoke, we see a cloud, we see brightness. You'll remember when Paul encountered the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. Notice what his testimony was in Acts 22, verse 6. Now it happened as I journeyed and came near to Damascus about noon, suddenly a great light from heaven shone around me. And notice verse 11. And since I could not see for the glory of that light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came to Damascus. So once again, the glory of God, the nature, the multiple attributes of God in manifestation can be manifested, His presence, in different ways at different times. We see a smoke, we see a cloud, we see brightness, right? Now, I traveled, as you know, with Brother Hagen, uh, Kenneth e. Hagen. Many of you are familiar uh, with him. I traveled with him, as I told you last night, 11 years, uh, the last 11 years of his life in ministry. Seven out of those 11, we primarily did meetings that we termed Holy Spirit meetings. The emphasis of those meetings were to allow uh, the Spirit of God to move and demonstrate in whichever way he deemed uh, uh, necessary or saw fit. So we always endeavored to flow with him. Of course, the joy and the celebration and the saturation were a part of that. But there were also very holy, reverent times in those meetings. And I have seen, I actually saw in those meetings, just as the scripture occurs here, there were times where the glory of God, uh, now, whether it was an open vision or whether they were, it was actually manifesting in the natural realm because my eyes were open, my physical senses were intact, but I was either seeing into the spirit realm or it was actually manifesting in the natural realm. <laughs> and sometimes in those meetings, you would see the, what we would term the glory of God. 
actually roll in from the back of the auditorium like a cloud or a haze. I could see it at times, not every service, not every meeting, but throughout the years there were significant times where I would see as I was playing and ministering to the Lord, I could see that haze or that cloud hovering over different sections of the auditorium. And it was the most interesting thing to note that the people that were under the vicinity of that cloud or glory or under its influence, and they would give testimonies. I could see and I would note, but later we received testimonies. They would be healed. People would be healed. People would uh, be delivered. People would fall out under the uh, power of God, no one touching them, just being under the influence of what? The glory, the presence of God. I've been in services where there were alcoholics, drug addicts who came up. Uh, they went out under the presence of God, and they got up completely delivered and healed. And I'll show you why that can take place uh, in just a moment. But we're speaking of the manifestation of the glory of God. Now, why would, why would that occur? Why could people who were under the influence of the presence and the glory of God, why could they be delivered or healed or set free just by being under uh, and in that atmosphere? Well, 2 Corinthians 3.17, notice what the Scripture says. The Bible says, The Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's what? There's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom, right? There is deliverance. So we can say, uh, why, why would there be liberty when the Spirit of God is present? Because Hebrews 12 and 29, notice what it says. God is a what? A consuming fire. So our Father is always the dominant influence. Whenever He arrives on the scene, or whoever or whatever comes under His influence, He being the greater and consuming power and fire will always uh, uh, bring Results or transformation or whatever the situation uh, demands. The point is, why would transformation, why would healing, why would deliverance occur under the presence of God? Because God's presence, of course, is a consuming fire. He's always the greater influence. And anything that is contrary to his nature or characteristic will be changed. Are you with me? Or can be. So... Uh, when we think of the glory of God, uh, once again, we're just, you know, looking at different scriptures pertaining. But we understand that the glory of God uh, and the Spirit of God many times are used synonymously. For example, uh, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, notice what the Bible says. The scripture says that Christ, look in the middle of the verse, Christ was raised from the dead. How? By the glory of the Father. And even so, we should walk in newness of life. Notice the scripture says he was raised by the glory of the Father. But now look in Romans 8 and 11. What does the Bible say? It says, it tells us, The Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. That same Spirit 
will quicken your mortal body. So we see that the scripture says Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, by the Spirit of God, so we could say that the glory of God is the Spirit of God in manifestation, and the Spirit of God quite naturally houses and encompasses the nature and the multiple attributes of God. Right? So when the Spirit is in manifestation, present, in a tangible way, then all that His glory and presence carries, once again, is accessible and impacting to the people who were under its influence at that moment. Does that make sense? So, as we look throughout the Scripture... We can see that uh, one key, not the only one, but one significant key uh, can be found when it comes to accessing or uh, 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 drawing into the presence of God. And one of those is found in Second Chronicles chapter 5. Verse 13 and 14. Now this is the Old Testament. We're in the New Covenant and we're in a better covenant. But I want you to notice something in Second Chronicles 5, 13 through 14. It came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And notice, when they lifted their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music, and they praised the Lord, saying, For He's good, and His mercy endures forever. Then the house, the house of the Lord, was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not stand to minister or could not continue ministering because of the cloud. The King James says could not stand to minister. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. How many of you know there's a weightiness to the presence and the glory of God? In some of those meetings we were in, the presence of God was so weighty that I, uh, he would call me back on the platform to go to the piano. And I absolutely, there were times where I would fall under the weightiness and the power of the presence of God and would not be able to get up. Have you ever seen that? That's reality. That is real. And so the priest couldn't even stand because uh, of the weightiness of the glory and the presence of God. Now, the same principle applies in the New Testament dispensation. Of course, God is no longer dwelling in, in tabernacles or temples made with brick or mortar or stone. But now he has actually taken up residence in the, in the sanctuary of the born again human spirit, right? And so by virtue of that fact, you and I have become the dwelling place of God, the habitation of God through the spirit. Ephesians chapter two, uh, verse 19 through 22, and, uh, we'll look at this. We'll, we'll, we'll just read 21. In whom the whole building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Now notice verse 22. In whom you also being built together for a dwelling place of God through the Spirit. So the Bible tells us now that you and I are not only the personal dwelling place of God, but we're also the corporate dwelling place, right? 
not only personally, but corporately. And how many of you know that the, um, the corporate anointing is more powerful than the personal anointing? So when we come together in one place, in one accord, and we begin to do what they did in the old covenant and in the new, we can expect the presence of God to be manifested among us. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. You remember the story. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, what does the Bible say? They were all with one accord, right? In what? One place and suddenly... A sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind came and filled the room. Notice, in one place, are we in one place? Are we in one accord? Absolutely we are. So we can see scripturally, friends, that our worship is one of the ways in which we can access, if you want to use that term, the glory of God or opens up an avenue through which God can manifest His glory and presence. Now, notice I did say our worship. I did not say uh, our singing a song. Now, it many times includes singing a song. But only if the heart is engaged with the action. Are you with me? Because I go to churches all the time where people's mouths are moving and their hand is up, but their mind is on lunch or something else. The heart is not engaged. And at that moment, it ceases to be worship because worship demands the engagement of the heart. Notice in Mark 7, 6. Jesus speaking of the Pharisees, notice what he said. Mark chapter 7 and verse 6, I think I gave it to you. He said, this people honor me. Well, if they don't, I'll just quote it to you. This people honor me with their lips, but what is it? Their hearts are far from me. Right? Now, is that possible for a person to honor with the lips, but the heart not be engaged? Absolutely. And as we said at that moment, uh, then it ceases to be worship because externally going through the motions does not constitute being internally engaged. So we want to worship God with our hearts and our minds centered upon Him. And as we do, we what draw near to Him, His presence is accessed. We uh, grant an opportunity for His glory and presence to come into our midst. And guess what is resident in the presence of God? Not only the things that we've already mentioned, but look what the Scripture says. Acts 3.19, notice. Repent you therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out, when times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Do you have those slides there? Okay, the first one. Notice, refreshing. When times of refreshing shall come. So one of the things that is resident in the presence of God is what? Refreshing, right? So if you need, if you're a little weary, if you're, you know, you're, you're, you're just exhausted on the journey, so to speak, when you come into the presence of God, what is resident? Refreshing. Can you be refreshed tonight? 
Absolutely. From the presence of the Lord? Absolutely. Let me give you another one. Psalm uh, 16 and verse 11. Psalm 16 and verse 11. The next one says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is what? Fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Did you get that scripture reference? 16 and 11. So not only is there refreshing, guess what there, there is? There's fullness of joy. What else? Pleasures forevermore. Right? Here's, here's another one. First Chronicles 16 and 27. First Chronicles 16 and 27. Look what it says. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Are you with me? I'm giving you qualities that are resident in the presence of God. This one says glory and honor, strength and gladness are in his place, in his presence. And then finally, uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Notice, we've read this, but we're going to read it again. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 through 18. Notice, now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is, somebody tell me, liberty. Look at verse 18. We all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, now watch this, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. How? Even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Are you following me? We're talking about accessing, coming into the presence of God through the avenue of worship. And the Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is in manifestation, right? Or is. There's liberty. There's freedom. There's blessing. There's deliverance. There's refreshing. There's strength. There's gladness. And there is transformation. Did you read that? Transformed even as by the glory of the Lord. Now, as believers, we understand the necessity of the Word of God as a transforming agent in our lives as a Christian. But I think some people underestimate the transforming power of just being under the influence of the presence of God, the transformations that have, that can occur. Like I told you a moment ago, I've seen people fall under the presence and power of the anointing of God, under that glory, bound with alcoholism, drug addiction, different things, and lay under that influence and get up 35, 40 minutes later completely free. The chains and the shackles broken. How? By being under the transforming power of the glory and the Spirit of God. Now we understand after that you better renew your mind. But there is a transforming power in the presence of God. You know, think about it this way, guys. 
You know, in the summertime, people go to the swimming pool, they go to the lake, or they go to the ocean. And what most often do people do? They lay out under the what? Under the sun. And you know, the most interesting thing happens. If you lay out in the sun, and you lay there long enough, right? A very interesting thing occurs in the tone and the color, so to speak, of your of your skin, right? You lay out under the sun long enough, a transformation in the skin begins to occur. The reality is none of us have anything to do with the actual transformation. All we do is place ourselves under the influence of the sun long enough and a transformation will occur. Does that make sense? So coming into the presence of God and going and remaining under that influence is very essential. Notice James chapter 4 verse 8. James chapter 4 and verse 8, uh, the Bible says, look, draw near to God. Now that's our part. Draw near to God. And then he said, now what's going to happen if you do that? (laughs) He will draw near to you. God will reciprocate. When we draw near to Him, the Bible says, He will reciprocate. He will draw near to us. The psalmist said in Psalm 73 and 28, look here, it is good for me to draw near to God. It is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord that I may declare all of His works. So listen, this is a very simple message tonight, but in a moment, we're here, we're in one place, we're in one accord, we are going to what? We're going to draw near to God. We're going to come before Him. We're going to worship Him just as they did in First Chronicles or Second Chronicles 5 with one heart and one voice. And as we do, I'm expecting, just as He said when we draw near to Him, I'm expecting for the presence of God, the Spirit of God, the glory of God, and all that is resident within uh, uh, that presence to bring what you may need tonight. If you need healing, if you need deliverance, if you need refreshing, if you need uh, 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 whatever you may need, gladness, right? <laughs> it's resident within that glory and presence. Notice Isaiah ten twenty seven. It's an Old Testament scripture. I understand the context of the verse speaking of the Assyrians yoke upon uh, Israel, but it has a New Testament application where it says the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing, right? We know that as a believer, the yoke, whatever it may be, will be destroyed when the, when the manifestation of the anointing is present. Are you with me? So we're, we're believing for that. And then also, if you just need fresh oil, Psalm 92 and verse 10, notice, but my horn you, you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. How many of you could use some fresh oil? So look, we're here tonight. We're going to draw near to the presence of God. We're going to what? Disengage your mind from all the other distractions and engage our heart 
and we're going to worship. The, they're going to come up here in just a moment and lead us. And then uh, we'll just wait in the presence of God. And listen, this isn't some religious exercise, right? This is real. If you have a need tonight, I may lay hands, I may not. Because, listen, nobody has to lay hands on you to receive from God when His Spirit is present. Every one of us are children of God. That means we have access, personal access, to not only our Father, not only to His presence, but everything that is resident within that that glory and presence uh, and Spirit. Are you with me? So we're going to do that. This is a time of reverence. It's a time of intimacy. But you're going to have to shut off the distractions. And let's do this. You know, in the world we live in today, people really do not take time anymore to draw near to God. In a personal, private manner. We're here corporately and we're going to do it together. But there's such a blessing and benefit I mean, to come under the influence of His presence is so beautiful. And then you know what? Uh, after they lead us in, in some, some worship, uh, I may start a, a, an instrumental track. And we might sing in the Spirit some. Now, did you know that's a lost art? Singing in the Spirit? In the days of the charismatic renewal, in these coliseums when we would gather, and these large uh, gatherings, we'd sing in the Spirit for 35, 45 minutes. And you talk about a unity and a beauty that comes. We can do that here because you, we're all of like precious faith. You're well taught. We don't have uh, unbelievers here that would bring confusion. So we can enjoy that. And so we may do that a little bit. All right. You can sit. You can stand. You can come. You can kneel. But we just want to invite the presence of our Father in here tonight. You guys come on. And, uh, Nikolai, and we're just going to. Worship the Lord. Is this okay with you? I mean, sometimes we just need to pull away. I know it's simple, but it's the way I was led this evening that all of us should draw near. Now, listen, you might not, you know, you may be used to singing a song, but you may not use, be used to actually really opening your heart and drawing near to your heavenly Father and worshiping Him. Let's do that. Are you ready? Now, like I said, you can sit if you want to, or you can stand, or you can kneel, but let's just draw near and and uh, let's see where, where we go.
stand in awe of you, Father. We magnify you tonight. We draw near to your presence. We draw near to you. We thank you, Father, that you draw near to us. We love you. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Lord, we're here. We're waiting. We're drawing near to you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. Your presence is here. Your glory and your spirit. We worship you. We worship you. Allo Cristo. We worship. In setore de refraste vararararo monte liacut. Yet salararo toriac. In serero porres serero monte liacuriac. Yet salaro torres serero Let's just sing a little bit in the spirit together. Let salaro lolo tavorara no moranduris. Yet Eli kello seravaranchuri, yelavorasora la 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 monderi, leradamosendora la 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 valancha la 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 moriki, yet seradaravarasora la la vachaliokon, iboresora la valaichilitoru, eravorasora de vorresto creed, le soritarishare la 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 we love you, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Now, if you have any need tonight, specifically at this moment, if there's someone you've been having uh, stomach, stomach issues, that would be maybe stomach pain or in the digestive tract, uh, some kind of uh, discomfort, I want you to lift your hands to the Lord and receive that healing. Thank you, Jesus. 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 All of that discomfort, 
all of that in that digestive tract, in the stomach, in the name of Jesus, it dissipates. And it goes now, right here, right now. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you. Ye sotelidel goremul momokariji, je goresto. Thank you, Lord, your anointing destroys that yoke. Healing comes. Ye suradevaraije. Any ulcers in the stomach, Lord, we curse those and command healing. Any agitations in the, in the lining of the stomach and in the digestive tract, diverticulitis, we command that to be healed in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now. The, uh, uh, the, the anointing. Que bono ho predicas. Jesus Jesisi. O reche frechica. Elegezus ezum. Ye papalaisa. We love you. We worship you. We thank you. We thank you. We worship you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We bless you. Thank you. Any abnormalities in the liver, we command that liver to be healed and whole in Jesus' name. Igreshiprache, restoration of that liver. Yepakasura de lenamo kazidotri, either here or watching. Yepakaso. Ya bakasinos to kadechike. Ye bakasito rigidika sai. O si patrilonomore to ricalcas. Ye sura la la lampara la torre suri. Oh, let's just worship. Tune your heart into him. Esalarolantore cori. We love you, Father. We worship you. There's refreshing, there's strength in the presence of God. Some of you just need your strength renewed. You've been feeling like you have no energy, and it's not just physical, it's emotional, it's in the soul. You've grown weary lately. Well, right now, receive strength. You'll walk out of here tonight. There'll be a tangible, notable difference. Because it isn't just physical strength. It's spiritual strength. Those that wait on the Lord renew their strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. A renewal of strength. Thank you. Christ. 
ala kazur de maide de bolodoga de lekamzu dici yezu 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 ore shikazle de leila ele vrigl goremo ridares de lei We love you. We love your presence. In separado nomura nunire, in separado dovure rubi, in serrala lomura nuri, le sorishika. There's someone you've been dealing with depression. And when I say depression, just a sense once again of, of, uh, maybe even, uh, hopelessness, uh, this drudgery of another day that goes from you now in the name of Jesus. Fullness of joy is in his presence. Strength and gladness, glory and honor. In the name of Jesus, that goes from you now. That goes from you. You're never alone. You're never alone. Even if you're alone, you think physically you're never alone in the Spirit. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. No, the Bible says that God heals the brokenhearted and He binds up their wounds. Sometimes people are brokenhearted over broken relationships, the death of loved ones, children, parents, things that have happened in life. Right in this place, right in this moment, in the very presence of God, that heart can be healed. Open your spirit to Him right now. Let Him wash away all the debris of the past. Bind up any wounds. Ye bocano nom o gendori si kazache. Ye papara de setusa la casa techik. We worship you. Breja le dere de varishoka. Ara de basta kusenchi. Just a few more moments. 
de solarer lantele e coria yet serer de morra surialle rotelianco yet separacero torno mo cristic yet celiarujele curinic yet papa orde barreciceto el grejere de borraisur le schligel grejoluce Praise you, Lord. Begin to take greater advantage, <clears throat> saith the Lord, of drawing near to me in times of intimacy, in times of worship, in times of communion, For as I've spoken, if you will draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And you'll find yourself in a different place, a different depth, a different level of communion. I long for those times with you where we commune one with another. And there's a divine exchange as I overshadow you with my presence. Some of the things that you're longing for in your heart can be met and manifest in our times of exchange. So come, draw near, come close, consistently, saith the Lord, and you will see the benefit and blessing thereof. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We love you. Praise you, Father. Secretary Ejulita Christi. Thank you, Lord. Divasivotre getre, aspragatre. Thank you, Jesus. Kalasteto Christi. Well, let's all stand tonight, and I want us to go. Uh, can we sing that one time together, one more time? The stand in awe. Is that the one? Is that, or do you like, which one do you like the best? The first one or the second? Alright, let's do that. Just for a moment. That way we can just sing that together one time before we leave. Thank you, Lord.
sing it again. We stand. Stand and stand in awe of you. I stand, I stand in awe of you. Holy God, to whom all praise is due, I stand. Father, we stand in awe of you. We love you. We thank you. My prayer tonight, Father, is that all of us will leave this place with burdens lifted, yokes destroyed, fresh anointing, fresh oil. Thank you, Father. Burdens lifted, yokes destroyed. In the mighty name of Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Oh, remakistolecheke. Sheka jelesucha, guys. Thank you, Father. Pastor, do you have anything else? Leishekeli orreja de Christo. Este que sanchele alco, e babacasso tardi te crieglo gleglegele, quel corrige taizo lo Jesus, Jesus es estrella.